Good morning, Gotham. It is Wednesday, September 5th. I'm Ryan Dizier, and I'm joined by James Duffy. As always, the best part of my Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Duffy, how are you, buddy? How's school? It's pretty good, but I got to tell you, it feels like a Tuesday today because, you know, Labor Day, obviously, a Monday off, then Tuesday feels like a Monday. It's a whole uh, tough way to start a week. Kind of threw me out of my rhythm. I, I started classes this week, too, so... The entire time I was looking at my schedule, and I was like, okay, go to the classes that are for Tuesdays, not for Mondays. Go to Tuesday, not Monday. So it, it's it's stressful when uh, when the week doesn't start as planned. I'm just saying. I love a day off, but it's in my head now. Yeah, a day off is great, but at what cost? Jumping into today's news is actually kind of busier than uh, I, I originally anticipated. But before we get into uh, some of the bigger storylines worth you know debating and dissecting, Ryan Howard, Philadelphia Phillies, uh, great, I'll call him, officially called it a career today. I believe he's been out of the league since 2016. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I am a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Uh, unfortunately, growing up, I, I wasn't a huge sports fan, or uh, mostly not baseball, especially. So I didn't really get to watch a ton of Ryan Howard until his uh, plays started to slow down. But of course, former MVP, three-time All-Star, uh, one of the best players in the history of the organization, one of the key cogs on that 2008 World Series team. Uh, it's unfortunate the way that his career ended in Philadelphia, but he will be remembered as nothing short uh, of a legend. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer that his career went so downhill so fast, too. I mean, he started off as a rookie of the year. The next season won the MVP. Those are his first two years in the league. And I think he went on like a seven or eight year stretch where he was basically averaging 40 home runs a season, you know, give or take. And then he just kind of really fell off the map. Injuries got him. He slowed down a lot. You always hate to see a player kind of fall off like that. But, you know, my biggest memories of him came from that 09 World Series run because they played the Yankees, obviously. And I was always scared shitless of Ryan Howard in his prime. So... Well, one of the probably one of the most forgotten, underrated bats of our era. I finished top ten in MVP voting every year for six consecutive years. Yeah, and I really think the part about this that is kind of shaking me up a little bit is the fact that we're at an age where these players that we grew up watching and admiring are all retiring, and it's kind—it's of, really strange. I mean, Chase Utley's retiring, um, Ryan Howard now. Like, it's—it's it's strange to see that these guys I grew up as a kid. Like being a fan of calling it a career. Um, We're getting old. So moving on to some New York related news. Davis Webb, the ex-future quarterback of the New York Giants, was uh, unclaimed, uh, passed through waivers and was assigned to the Jets practice squad. And that's now where he resides. Uh, Doesn't have to move far. I'm just playing for the opposite locker room. But um, I mean, what were your take? What were what was your take on this? Because for me, obviously, as a Giants guy, I mean, the, the Davis Webb era, if we want to call it that, I will remember it in infamy with a lot of talking heads on Twitter saying that the Giants should give him a chance and he looks so good this offseason and he, he has such a good work ethic and it kind of ended the way we all thought it would, albeit a little bit sooner. So what, what were your kind of takeaways from the way that everything kind of fell through with Davis Webb? I guess I was just surprised that he ended up getting flat out cut. I mean, you expect that he can hold on to a backup job only a couple years after his third round draft uh, status. So I think it's kind of another sign of the changing of the guards from undoing a lot of what Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese did in those final years together. 
Um, it's not terribly surprising, you know, unless you were really, really the most optimistic human being on the planet. Davis Webb was never the future of the Giants. Like you said, the future ex-Giants quarterback, whatever you call them. Um, and now you just kind of got to hook your wagon on Kyle Lawletta and say maybe this is Eli's uh, uh, successor because obviously they very clearly did not have a quarterback that they thought was the future and they went into the draft with second overall pick and still decided not to select a quarterback. So it kind of makes the draft a little more of a gamble in retrospect because they must not have liked Webb from the start. Um, but at the end of the day, this move in a vacuum is not surprising. Um, I didn't like, I don't think the Jets are trolling the Giants here. Like, sick. Yeah, you that's, terrible, that's, you yeah. picked up a terrible quarterback for your practice squad. Dope troll, guys. Like, yeah, whatever, that narrative but. is so stupid. Like, if you want to say that that's trolling, they did the equivalent of what people will do when they'll tweet at accounts and be like, and this is one of my least favorite things on planet Earth when people uh, respond to accounts with the, how do you do, fellow kids? It's like, all right, yeah, you, you really showed us, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I always said that I thought Davis Webb's ceiling was like 2014 Nick Foles, where he was like really just not good. Um, so yeah, not surprising. But I mean, again, I, I don't like... Uh, actively rooting for people to fail especially i, th I think we want no, to be the course. same age so it's good that he landed on his feet he's getting um i don't think he's getting the practice squad salary i believe he's getting as an actual roster salary from his rookie oh, contract which is good so uh good for him but uh i won't miss you davis webb i'm, I'm big on kyle lauletta that's my guy or at least my guy Diz, Tuesday gave us two huge beefs. Did you see either of them? One was a brawl between the Seattle Mariners and the Seattle Mariners. So normally in baseball, you see bench Wait, really? two I sides. Didn't... Yeah. So apparently Tuesday night, uh, there was actually a fight in the Mariners clubhouse. Uh, according to reports, it was uh, Gene Segura and Mike Zunino were kind of like two of the big players. Um, basically, like D. Gordon was telling reporters like, hey, we'd love if you could get out. And then suddenly like, there's just hands flying and, and people are being shoved. Looks like there was a, a bit of a scuffle among the Seattle Mariners. The other big beef, uh, we know Eminem came out with an album, I think, late last week. And he uh, pretty much shit on every rapper that he doesn't like, including Machine Gun Kelly, who was the first to kind of clap back with a diss of his own. Uh, so, Diz, did you listen to the, uh, the, the diss track? Did you hear about that brawl? And, and what to you is kind of more entertaining on this uh, Wednesday morning? So I actually, when I heard about the brawl, I thought, of course, it was a, a two-team brawl, but that actually adds a significant level of intrigue. I, I did listen to the song about 20 minutes before recording, and I think for me personally, that is just more entertaining. Um, be, I'll, I'll read some of the, the lyrics. It starts off by him saying, his beard is weird, and it's like, all right, that's, all right, nice one, nice zing. But then he starts saying stuff like, oh, you're just sober and bored now, like, he, he says he says that all he does is sit inside and read the dictionary like he's got some really good zings and a, a lot of really good points he brings up how um he wishes that he could like just go back to his, like his eight mile stuff because that was the last time he was good and his Oof. last four albums were flops because they were like financially and critically so i think that was good and i also really like rap beefs because they produce a lot of good music and uh big uh, big music beef guy so for me i'll go with that but what would you say what, what would you find more interesting this beef between um probably two of the more influential um 
Caucasian rappers of all time, mm-hmm. and uh, or the the one team brawl. I mean, you you just never see that, right? Where it's like you very very rarely, unless you have like a last place team or you're the Washington Nationals, see fistfights break out between uh, teammates in a locker room. I mean, obviously the Mariners like were a playoff team for a while and have now kind of fallen out to the wayside. But I mean, that's that to me the the, the intrigue of that, the stories that will come out of that locker room for the next week and a half now, probably following this kind of fight, that is what's gonna get me going. I think. Yeah, I just I still can't get over that. That's so much, and I, I guess like the Giants locker room was close to that last year, close to that kind of implosion when Landon Collins and Eli Apple almost reportedly wanted to fight or whatever. But I, I I've really never heard of it's almost like, I don't know what was said or what happened to invoke that kind of response. But yeah, I mean I hope we get more of that because that's one way to sort out problems. Um, probably not great for HR, but I I, I think. All problems should be settled like that. Do NFL teams have HR reps like regular companies no, do? Like, yeah. is there just no? No, that, that was no, a like, really to- bad joke. There's, yeah, or there's no, there's no Toby Flenderson at Safeco <laughs> Park. Like, like he's gonna call in D Gordon and ask him what he saw and take down like witness reports like stuff. No, I don't think so. But it, it, it's possible. It, I, who, that'd be pretty. Who that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, they can make a, a remake of The Office just centered around that. Yeah, stay tuned for uh, Diz's new show, The Office, featuring MLB teams, airing on NBC this fall. So, uh, next up, and the more we talk about it, the more kind of negative things that we're starting to see. But the NFL released a statement about Nike, and obviously this comes uh, days, a day after Nike revealed that they had been, um, you know, paying Colin Kaepernick they didn't let him go which is a testament to progressive thinking at Nike and um what did you think I I don't want to get too much into it but basically um I'll read the first stanza of this Uh, statement from the NFL. The National Football League believes in dialogue, understanding, and unity. We embrace the role and responsibility of everyone involved with this game to promote meaningful, positive change in our communities, which is an interesting take considering they there's now a, a rule in place that allows players to not be out for the national anthem, which is the opposite of unity. So what did you think? I know what I think. I think it's pretty clear, but what did you think? Um, you know, there's a lot to unpack here because it's kind of a bunch of moving pieces, right? It's it's Colin Kaepernick. It is a lot of people with a lot of strong opinions on what Nike did here, uh, you know, from, from every side of the political spectrum. And then it's the NFL putting out, you know, a statement with as much worth as, I don't know, any other statement the NFL makes on serious issues. So that is to say almost none, right? I mean, again, right, they say, quote, the social justice issues that Colin and other professional athletes have raised deserve our attention and action. You guys do know that Colin is suing the league because he has effectively been blackballed for these issues. So the only attention they're getting is the attention of owners to not sign these players. You know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's put your money where your mouth is, act, don't speak. The saga keeps going on and it's going to keep going on with Colin Kaepernick for months and months more. So there's not much more to say on it, I think. But what's your take? I mean, it's probably not the direction I would have went if I were the NFL. However, I think it is good for putting out 
um, a proverbial fire and dealing with what is now public knowledge with Colin Kaepernick and Nike. I just think this whole situation has been so drawn out and whether he plays another down in the NFL, I'm not entirely sure, but I mean, I'm very happy to support Nike and, you know, a, a man peacefully protesting for what he believes in. I just think it's kind of crazy that people are ready to boycott Nike based off of that and not boycott Nike back when all the allegations about child labor and sweatshops came out. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, not not my yeah. hill to die on, but I digress. And you know what? Just stop burning stuff. Yeah, what like, is what, up with what, that? What are we doing here, guys? What, what's going on? What's with the fire on things you don't like? I don't get it. Yeah, A, you bought it, so you're just wasting your money. And B, and I'm going to sound like a huge hippie, not great for the environment. Don't do it. Stop burning stuff. It's just, it's stupid. You just look, I don't know. Listen, if you're very emotional about something, whatever, do what you want, right? We've all, I feel like everyone's kind of had a moment where they like punch something or they like, you know, got angry and did something dumb, whether it's like they, you know, broke something. I don't know. Maybe they burned something. But that's just stupid to me to like just set something on fire. That's a lot of work that it's not even a moment of anger. It's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, make sure this is prepped to be lit. I'm going to light it and I'm going to stare at it and watch it burn for minutes on end. Like, what are you doing? What is the most expensive thing you've broken out of anger with something related to sports? Oh, man. See, I don't I don't really do that much. You know, I, I'm not like a big, oh, Giants just lost me punch a wall type guy. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely not me. Definitely not. Um. I'll tell you one time my dad during the 2007 Giants Pat Super Bowl when when the Giants scored to go ahead he uh, jumped up and he smashed his head on the ceiling fan in our in our living room and the ceiling fan lost the propeller so I'm gonna count that as my thing. <laughs> um, I think mine was during during the Super Bowl this Pat's Giants Super Bowl I jumped up on a table out of excitement and spilled uh, like cheese puffs and stained a white carpet at my friend's Ooh. house. So I mean, they won the game. So how how mad could you really be? But yeah, stop right. burning and that's, stuff. That's almost like a that's like a third hand break where you jump on the table, the Chiefs puffs fall off the table, and then they f just happen to fall on the carpet. That's not even your fault anymore. Yeah, I just felt bad because when they started cleaning up, I was running around outside screaming. So uh, you know, sorry for that. Moving on to birthdays and got some good ones. Um, would you care to read them? Because I feel like some of these, well, one of the pronunciations I don't want to get wrong. So I'm just gonna let you maybe get it wrong. Sure. Okay. So big day, actually. Uh, first off, uh, the leading man, so to speak, is Freddie Mercury. He would have been 72, but unfortunately passed away in 1991. Uh, Michael Keaton, way, way younger than he, he's way older than he looks. He's 77 today. What? Uh, Jesus. I know. I know. Best known for Batman, uh, for Birdman, and for playing a Birdman in Spider-Man. So it's a fun list of men for him. Uh, Elena Deladon, she is 29, the uh, WNBA MVP, uh, star basketball player for a long time on the women's side. Uh, Lance Stevenson, best known for being an annoying basketball player, is 28. And Colt McCoy, who had a cool name and played football at Texas but wasn't very good, he is 32. Diz, what do you got today? Okay, so uh, our podcast producer who gives us the list of rundowns and birthdays is Andrew Claudio. You done goofed. Uh, Michael Keaton is 67, not 77, oh. he's 67. I was going to say oh, there's that makes, no... That makes so much more sense. Yeah, I was going to say there's no way he's 77. Okay, um, but with that being said, 
I think I'm going to go with Michael Keaton. And I know Freddie Mercury uh, for societal impact in pop culture is one of the elites. But for me personally, Michael Keaton, he was Batman before Christian Bale was Batman. Um, he, I really, Spotlight's one of my favorite movies of all time, is both a uh, journalism student and a Catholic. Um, and Birdman, I don't really know if I liked it, but it was definitely interesting. And Spider-Man Homecoming really connects with me on an emotional level. So for that, Michael Keaton, happy 67th birthday, you young buck. Ah, that's not bad. I'm going to go with uh, with Freddie Mercury just because the music that Queen made, I feel like, was is going to be lasting forever. You know, it, it's kind of like a one-of-a-kind sound, so to speak, from that generation. And I'm also super excited for Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie, coming out in November with Rami Malek playing Freddie Mercury. So it's kind of like a... You know, I'm. I haven't listened to Queen a lot lately, but or like in the past few years. But then once I saw the movie was coming out, I started listening to their music again, and I was like, God damn, this is just so good. They are so, so good. Uh, They're. One I know. Of, I know, know. One of the best. It's crazy. So shouts to Freddie. Uh, rest in peace. One of the most talented human beings to ever walk the earth. Uh, happy birthday if you were still here. Absolutely. So that wraps it up for us. We'll be back tomorrow with more content. You can follow me at Ryan Dizier. You can follow the blog at Gotham SN. Follow the Instagram at Gotham SN as well. It is up and running and producing some very good content. Uh, Duffy, where can the people follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Two Turtle Duffs. I am recently leaking jerseys as my new shtick. So that's uh, true. Yeah. Choo choo, get on board. Yeah, and uh, Instagram is at Gotham Sports Network. The full handle, um, no character limit there. Um, so yeah, that, that is all from us. Enjoy your day. Have a good one.